0: We got the gozy tight that party. let's get down to crazy Jimmy. We got myself the known as Alfred the one and only the Turkey Always love the close of Jimmy.
1: Beige, on your wanna wanna be Jimmy Star new celebrity. We'll take you out
0: to
1: Jimmy stars. Hey ho, what's up everybody? Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop, culture and entertainment. We have a very fun show for you guys today. Before we get started, let's just say hi to everybody. Starting out with my cool, outrageous man-about-town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell,
2: who's here with Astro Baby. Mm-hmm. I love my little baby.
1: <laughs> so we're gonna have a fun show. Let's say hi, chat room. What's up? Is starting to fill up. Don hitting in the chat room. Hello, Don. Welcome back, Cindy, Lady Lake, uh, Boomer Maze. Unfortunately, Don's dog died. She was sick last week, and I want to hear about. it. Uh, so we're sending love I your way. I don't want to hear about because we love dogs. Um, I think it's all, you know. We
2: watched a movie the other night, and I couldn't watch it because they boiled a rabbit, a live rabbit. They throw it through it in boiling water, and I thought we don't need that as entertainment. That's a, that's not acceptable.
1: I posted a, a meme too on Facebook that says, "I'm not watching the movie if the dog dies."
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, all this bullshit that lately the movies everybody's shooting a dog. I mean, instead of encouraging people to adopt them, now we're shooting them. Oh, what's going anyway, on? Anyway, sending this love country for you is and turning your family into crap. Send
1: Sending your family <laughs> love, Don. All right, everybody. So we got a fun show today. First off, uh, we're going to have. Uh, the, the awesome band, She Made Me Do It. Come on. she um, made me uh, do, it. Will, do it. I Will didn't want to do it. Will Crudson is the lead singer. He's been on the show several I times. Back when we lived in Pennsylvania, me. we met him through Eileen Shapiro. And all the time um, you know We it. met him because he's the guitarist for I'm Adamant. Busy, I'm busy singing. Okay. I don't know that, though. Anyway.
2: You made me happy sometimes, and you made me blue. They have a brand new song. But s- there
1: were times, G. Year- okay, hang on. Stop. So, so the, She Made Me Do It, you guys. They have a brand-new single called Free Again. It drops on Friday, and the world premiere of the video is coming out today on our show. So we'll be the first ones to air it. It's really can great. I They're super talented. All yes, right, you can. Uh, and then our second guest is Peter uh, Onorati. you guys. Everybody knows him from SWAT, uh big TV show, and he's been in a ton of things. And um, so it should be a lot of fun having him on the show. And uh, I'm, I'm looking Ooh. forward to both of them. And chat room, what's up, what's up? So – uh, it's Barbie Day. Does that mean the Barbie comes out? movie comes out today? I'm not sure what that means. Anyway, um, just letting everybody too know in advance that uh, we're gonna be playing a repeat next week. Ron and I are are unavailable. Uh, Ron's actually doing uh, taping a little role in a documentary. No,
2: no, 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 no no. <clears throat> it is. I'm not taping a little role
1: Well, you're being interviewed. I am
2: one of the guests on a documentary about Hollywood of years ago. And I'm on to talk about Jane Russell, Shelley Winters, and Sophia Loren.
1: Yes, so we won't be here because the only day they're doing it is Wednesday, and so we have to go away. And it's for
2: a good friend of mine, so I have to do it.
1: Um, Yes, and we do. Our our clothes do kind of match. Hmm? Oh, That's your phone ringing. Our our clothes do kind of match. So anyway, you guys, we're going to play a repeat next week, and then we'll be back in two weeks. And soon I'll
2: be writing for Hollywood um, Digest. Digest. And I'm going to start off with my first – Uh, column about, of course, Jane Russell will be the start. And then I I write a monthly uh, page. And then the following month, I'll do Shelley Winters. Then the following month, I'll do uh, whoever else I know. All about the stars, the inside dirt about the stars, not the stuff that uh, publicity puts out. So I hope you read it on Hollywood Digest with so, Ron Russell.
1: So, uh, Lady like says you have on a very sparkly necklace. A
2: very sparkly <laughs> necklace. Look I have one of them that he has. Diamonds us. are a very friend. Those are our matching stars. Those are our matching stars. on the hand may be quite <laughs> continental, but diamonds are Ron's best friend. Me right? too. Right, Astro? He didn't stop me from singing that time.
1: Right? I like that one.
2: You like that one? <laughs> yeah. I did that for so many years when I worked. That was one of the songs that we did. Right, Astro? I didn't do it in a man's voice. I did it in a woman's voice.
1: Um, I want to, like,
2: kiss give it. A on the hand maybe quite continental, but diamonds are girl's best friend. Doesn't that look stupid when a man sings it like, like the girl? It just saw me as a man's face, <laughs> but, of course, made up to look like a woman. It works
1: better. So I want to give a plug for myself, you guys. Plug, plug, Um, plug it, baby. I have a brand new movie uh, that I produced. It's out on Tubi right now. It's also available at Walmart, Barnes & Nobles, and all over the place. It's called Purgatorium. It's a horror thriller. Um... It was shot in the Netherlands. Finally, he's and, got uh, something
2: to show you.
1: And uh, next week we'll have the – oh, no, not next week. In two weeks we'll have the trailer because I didn't get a copy of the trailer. Um, but it is on 2BTV. It's free. It's called Purgatorium. It's actually a pretty good movie for a low-budget indie film. And I'm not in it. And uh, uh, Ron's not in it. And But I would love it if everybody would go and see it. And uh, I think you'll like it. I The feedback so far, I had about ten people you know, contact me saying that they watched it yesterday and they thought it was really good. So uh, and it's
2: Jimmy's. About uh, his first, but it's one of his films that has been produced and is out. As soon as the strike is over, Jimmy's got about eight or nine of them, right? Maybe ten movies. Yeah, quite a few movies that he's producing. So you're going to see Jimmy Starr all over the place.
1: Um, so also we and want we, to
2: in some of them. Uh, uh, I'm not yes. in all of them. I'm very choosy about my
1: scripts. We want to we want to welcome B. Claudia just joined us from Germany. Hey B, hope everything's going good. And Eileen just joined us because she's really good friends with our first guest, Will Crutzen. And, uh, and oh, the dog just left and went on the other way. And also, if you guys are looking for something funny uh, to watch, so we watched uh, a show on Tubi. It's free. It's called Vicious. And basically, it's about two old gay guys living together uh, and have been together for 50 years. But they're both really big stars in England. And, um, and the movie, it was very very funny. They're like they're really not really short. very
2: good at describing. I don't things. know.
1: they're living together and they're two
2: homosexual men who have been married for fifty years. They celebrate their fiftieth anniversary, but they dish each other back and forth. And the one old queen, believe it or not, has a mother that's still alive. And the boyfriend or the lover, the husband, is always making wisecracks about when is the mother gonna croak. It's a very funny, well written. Almost reminded me of "Are You Being Served?" If you remember that lovely English uh, uh, show. Anyway, I would suggest that you watch it. It was fun.
1: It's very, very funny. There's a young guy in it who's like was in Game of Thrones, and uh, and then it's got the uh, lady. One of the ladies in it was in Harry Potter, and it's all really well-known British actors. Um, and but it was fun. Yeah, we enjoyed it a lot. Now what? I don't know. Brain dead, you, you are. No, I'm not brain dead. Well, say I'm something. good. Uh, well, what do you want no, to talk I'm so about? You're about supposed to talk I'm now. so
2: upset about when I was singing and you tell me
1: to shut up. Okay, well, I don't want you to like ruin the song.
2: <laughs> ruin the song? Yeah. I ruined songs. I have news for you. I got standing ovations when I sang, especially the last number in the show.
1: was okay, I'm so still here. Doing,
2: okay, doing good it. times and bum times. I've seen them all in my gear. I'm still here. Plush velvet sometimes, sometimes just whiskey and beer, or, Oh, no pretzels and beer. So I want you know when I sang that at the end of the show, people stood and went, "Yay!" All they were they drunk. They like your
1: hair. They like your hair. You really like your my hair. hair. He that just nice. did it. Yes,
2: like a man. I like. I don't want to look like some weirdo. You know, it's an old fashioned haircut. I wore it like this when I was seventeen, and you know what? Who cares? Looks good. It's Absolutely. clean and it feels cool because it's so damn hot here. So it's nice. I like it. I don't have to look like a weirdo. I mean, some of these guys, they shave the sides of their head and like a pussy on the top of their head. That's what it looks like, a pussy. I like those haircuts. <laughs> like a, a, a hair yarmulke. Oh, it's, it's retarded. It's not attractive. They all look like they have, they're going to go in the electric chair. You used to shave your head like that, you know, when they electrocuted you. Fashion today has gotten crazy. So Eileen Shapiro's in the room. Yay. Eileen. Oh, Honey Bunch. Oh, yes, Eileen. Ooh. So I, we can, can, I can just remember the embrace hugging you. Oh, I remember hugging you so tight. Oh, I remember I felt like I was floating on clouds.
1: Oh, my gosh. It's so funny because uh, Astro was just looking at you like, what? Are, who are you talking to oh, like that? You're I only was, supposed to talk to me like that. <laughs> He's you know, giving me dirty looks. When
2: you hug Eileen Shapiro tightly, it's like you're in a foam bath or you're floating on clouds. And if you don't believe me, just ask three or four thousand men in New York; they'll all tell you. <laughs> yeah. that,
1: that's
2: what it feels like.
1: So we want to thank everybody for tuning in every week. You can listen to the Jimmy Star Show live on W Four CY Radio. We're on from twelve to two and three to five twelve to two Pacific time and uh, three to five p.m. Eastern time. Um, also, we're on SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, TuneIn, Pandora, and Amazon Prime. It's A lot of fun, and we're on a lot more than that. Yes, there's about another 150 other ones, those are just the ones that everybody like, knows or everybody has heard of.
2: We can't possibly give you all of them. Yes, Oops, I got hiccups now. Okay. Is that true? Okay. If you scare me, you'll get rid of my hiccups. Go ahead, scare me. Oh, ah! just, oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> look at his face, and I got so scared. See my hiccups. it Hiccups what a stupid word hiccup hiccup
1: hiccups. hiccups.
2: The cups are are, are gone.
1: You got to like,
2: love it. Gone are you. Hello. So what are we going to talk about? Let's talk about something interesting like um, me. (laughs) 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 That's a joke I used to do in my show. I used to tell the audience, let's talk about something really exciting and fabulous and wonderful like me. And everybody got a big laugh at that. You know, back in show business, uh, 60 years ago, when I worked on stage, I did jokes that today really, I mean, I look back and I say how people thought they were hilarious, I'll never know. But that's how naive the audiences were. They were not educated like they are today about uh, cross-dressers, transsexuals, drag queens, and female impersonators. Uh, They just thought that, you know, the guys dressed up as girls uh, were uh, fairies that wanted to be women, but not true. Uh, when I impersonated uh, Jane Russell, I did it because it was a show. It was an act. I never lived that way. I never did it out off of the stage. So my jokes were funny, but you know, not really. Like, you know, my husband, I'd lay in bed and he'd say, Jane, how about it tonight? And I'd say, oh, okay. So he'd stand at the foot of the bed you know, wiggling his body, making his wang go back and forth like that's supposed to turn me on, right? Well, I looked at him. I had to put down my sandwich, take off my glasses, and I said, oh, okay, Put let me, how did, um, okay, um, feels good. And then he said, I haven't put it in yet. And I, you know, anyway, the jokes were like that. Well, the funny one that I liked was this morning, I, I admit my breasts have sagged. This morning I was shaving my ankle and I cut my nipple. That joke I like. That might still even get a laugh. But the jokes back then were so like naive. Today, the jokes are about diarrhea, vaginal juice, uh, penis cheese. I mean, they say anything they want to say to be disgusting. And people laugh at it. They think that's hilarious. You know, farting is very funny. I never did that sort of stuff. But then that was 60 years ago.
1: Ron doesn't like him. Well, actually, I don't like it either. I shouldn't. No, say
2: as vulgar as I am, I do not as like vulgarity. No, I do not like <laughs> vulgarity. I use vulgarity only because it's important today. If I don't use vulgarity, I come off very snobby and very, very stuck up. So, by being, I say, "fuck" a few times, reduces me and makes me less uh, snobby.
1: Also, he doesn't like it, though, in all the movies and TV shows where they're actually no. showing people poop and fart and stuff like I on mean, the toilet. No, no.
2: The one that gets me now is a new commercial. The commercial for the woman who's a Poussey may have an odor. So now they're selling spray that you spray your snatch with so that it smells like flowers or something. <laughs> I mean, I don't know of any straight guy that wants to smell roses when he's down there. But, you know, I don't know. But uh, And then the other one about the three bears are wiping their butt and they're showing you the streak on their toilet paper. I mean, it's disgusting. We don't need to know these things. These are private things that we do. We don't need them in film. And in (laughs) commercials. I I love Julianne Moore. I love her to death. She's a brilliant actress. But I saw her sitting on a toilet bowl taking a dump and then wiping her butt. And after she wiped her butt, she looked at the toilet paper and then threw it in the toilet bowl. And I lost all respect for her. And now when I see her, that's all I see is that image of her. Years ago, I swear to you, this is true. People did not believe that Marilyn Monroe peed. No, I had a conversation with some crazy queen he said, oh, no, she doesn't do those things. I said, what do you think? She made a, like a Barbie doll plastic? I said, of course she does everything that we do. Oh, no, I don't want to hear about it. I don't want. People did not want to believe that the movie stars of yesteryear did anything like we did. They were on a pedestal. We held them up high as if they were beyond belief. They're the most beautiful, the most intelligent, the most wonderful. In the meanwhile, they were dykes, whores, drunks, dope addicts, and kleptomaniacs.
1: All right, you ready? I'm ready. So somebody's here, and I don't know who's here yet. So let's go. Let them in and let's see who we got. Hey. They're both together. Yay! Hi! We're together. How are we?
3: Because there's like a you know,
1: divide here. But that's all it's a facade. Look. Shahina, say something. Let's make sure we can hear you. Hello, good to be here. How are you? Oh my gosh, I love it. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star show with Ron Russell. Will Crutzen and Shahina Dax, also known as She Made Me Do It, an awesome band. Hello and welcome to the show. And Will, welcome back to the show. Hey, yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, we were in Pennsylvania. We were in Pennsylvania back
2: then, so it's been a long time. So how have you been?
3: Yeah, very well. We've been working really hard getting new stuff together with this band. And uh, we've got a new single out on Friday. Um, We're very pleased with it. And I believe you're going to show the video.
1: Yes, we are. After, fine. We, after we uh, talked uh, to you, we're going to... Are you bigger gonna.
2: stars now than when we interviewed you a while back? Uh, well... Have slightly. you ever further is the word? Question. Slightly, you know. Only I
3: can't can know. Brag. No, he's not, he No, he doesn't brag for himself. I think that's bullshit.
2: I think, look at her. Look, she looks outrageous.
1: You know she reminds me of? I don't know, but she's outrageous. Uh, no, no, uh, you know... Uh, the crazy blonde that we like so much. Oh, Joanna. Joanna Heckman. We have a movie star, an actress friend. Her name's Joanna Heckman. And it's, when I saw you, I immediately thought of her. And She's in a bunch of horror movies. Um, oh. and she's very co- But she's very cool. And she's like cool with the hats and the hair and everything, just like you. She's really like you.
2: I, I'm an actor. But in order to eat, I had to be something. So I was a very famous hairstylist in New York City. And that, oh. I used to do the hairdo that you have right now. It was a Sassoon look, we used to call it. I used to cut it short with a V point here, and this side long with a big wing wave. And yeah, yes. It's all sexy. And you got it again. And well, here we are, 65 years later, with it, the same haircut that I did in La Jolie Femme in Sutton Place 65 years ago. It's amazing. Yeah, well, Good stuff. You well, got a style.
4: My hairdresser is, is really good. Uh, my friend Dory at the Vegan Hair Salon in, in London. And uh, and then I went swimming this afternoon. So this is a little bit of the lido in the hair as well. <laughs>
1: I love it. It's very So sexy. real quick. So this is Ron Russell, my cool, outrageous co-host. Because she's never been on the show. She doesn't know who oh, you are. I know she has. Yes, has. And Will has, yes. And and I have That's
2: because she wasn't born when he was in the
1: show. <laughs> <laughs> she was too little. She was only about five or four or five years old. Actually, here B Claudia wrote that that you were on the show on April twenty fifth, two thousand eighteen. So it's been five years since you were. Wow!
3: On. I knew it was a long time. I didn't realize it was that long. Wow! And, oh, and, you, were,
2: yeah. and you were fifteen at the time. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I, was, yeah.
2: So that's why I can't work
3: now. out how old I am from that.
2: Yeah. Now, what's the deal? You two together, sexually married? <laughs> yeah, we we've, um,
4: we've been together for a long time.
3: Yeah. We were in a band originally together before anything happened, and then there's, there's stuff no romance. There's no, no romance. No, you didn't
1: let it finish. I know let anybody finish. <laughs> oh yeah. Why should I stop? No, now? they're together. She just said they're together. Yeah. Oh, you're a victim. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, we good.
4: were um we were in a band together before, and we were friends for about two years. Uh, and then, and then it happened, and then um we started this band after together, and uh, yeah, we we worked together.
2: He treats yeah. you good. He treats you good. He's all right, yeah. No, 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 not all right. If he's all right, (laughs) get rid of him. him If he's all right,
3: (laughs) no, that's not good enough. I'm not good enough.
2: A girl with your looks, all right, needs a guy that's going to appreciate them and treat her like a a movie star.
4: There you go.
2: Okay.
3: (laughs) We must be doing something right. I don't know, or I must be.
2: You want to treat a woman like shit? Go get an ugly one that's hot up. Yeah. Oh, okay. This little cutie ain't nada. No, I like. but it uh... be good to her, or she's a goner. Believe me. So what do okay. well, so you first I, of all, after this show, you know how many guys are going to be writing in saying, "Hey, Ron, fix me up, with her They do that. <laughs> no, they, <don't. laughs> they do. Where do you? They do. Okay. And what all do right. you say? Hold
1: then? on, hold on. No, no, no wait, oh, wait, I you... don't
2: get involved. Only yeah. once <laughs> I did with our friend Courtney. Now, a, a soap star guy had a crush on our good friend Courtney. Mm-hmm. And I set them up, but it never happened. But I won't do it again.
1: Oh. Okay. Uh, so first of all, hold on. We have a chat room full of people. Say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hello.
3: Hi, chatty people. And then we. I'm have, not finished with my interview. I uh, uh, wait a second. So then we have.
1: Uh, an I my interview Eileen my Shapiro. Intrusion. Eileen Shapiro wants me to make sure I say oh. hi. Hi, hey.
4: Eileen. Thank you.
1: <laughs> where's, where's Joe? I, I don't know what that means.
4: Oh, okay. Joe. Yeah, he plays drums with us. He's not oh, okay. here.
1: He's busy. He's in a play. He's actually in a play play
2: as well. He's an actor. Which is really an invasion. Now, you two are together. So does it look like maybe a little engagement ring, a little wedding, a little baby down the line? Do you think maybe? No.
4: So we have two cats and that's it. it. Two cats? Two cats.
2: I love, we have three dogs. No, but what is your, listen, I'm 83 years old. I'm like a father. I would talk to you like my daughter. What is his intentions, my dear?
4: <laughs> no, it's more. What are my intentions? <laughs> and and I, I, yeah, I um, maybe it's unconventional, but I've never really felt the need to get married or to have children. I'm quite happy, uh, you know. <laughs>
1: Brilliant. What do you,
2: eh? what do you mean you're interracial? You're human beings.
1: No, it's just- <laughs> what? Did she say interracial? No, she said she's never had the the killing to want uh, to be married or have kids. Oh, I thought she said she was interracial. I was going to say well, no. sort of are. There's no such thing Everyone's as interracial. There's no such thing in, in, as interracial. In the chat room, they think you guys are beautiful. So I want to brag a little bit for you guys. First of all, you guys, so the band they were in together before – which are you still in the, is Rachel stamp still exists though, right? So you're still in it together.
3: Absolutely. We still play. Uh, we're actually going to be doing a tour next year with Rachel stamp. So yeah, that's very much ongoing still. Yeah.
1: So you guys, they were in a band called Rachel stamp that played gigs with Iggy pop, corn, no doubt, cheap trick and the tubes. Um, and then, uh, uh, so with as as, a. Uh, for Will Crutzen, because I know Will better, so I have to like talk about him. Since I That's had- all right. That's a- he, you know, he's he's worked with all kinds of people besides Rachel Stamp and Scant Regard, Adam Ant, Bow Wow Wow, Flesh for Lulu, Jeanette Napolitano, who I don't actually know who that is. And then you guys were together in Rachel Stamp, which Rachel Stamp is very, very popular. I was like Googling it before you guys who, came who, on, who, and they're very popular. Who
2: played with Adam Ant? He did. You played with Adam Ant? She plays with Adam oh,
3: Ant. I still do. Yeah, yeah.
2: Did you, did you know that Eileen Shapiro's Sex fantasy is adamant? Well, I only know that Because What's I remember funny? from five years Eileen ago. <laughs> No, Eileen Shapiro Yeah, well, that's good Eileen Shapiro wants to
3: have I do. That's the only bit I remember
2: No, wait, Eileen wants to have sex with him More than any man on the earth And I told her, he's gay So <laughs> she said, I don't care She doesn't even gay. I said, but he has like a one inch pecker She said, I don't care <laughs> I said, but he won't be able to make love to you. She said, I don't care. I'll just make love to him. He has <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, very <laughs> oh, oh, I'll I'll you know, yeah. But wait a minute, you over there. If you're not in the mafia, take off the fucking sunglasses, please. Oh. Well, I
3: thought I was looking too cash. Take uh, oh no, now oh. it shows how handsome you are.
2: Now we see your
3: face.
5: <laughs> Is now that
3: okay? But alone. I love my shades. You can and these are these are really cool because you can actually see with them in the dark. You're
1: hiding from the cops. and You're in the mafia. You wear sunglasses. Actually, so we talked about Eileen so much, we just want to give a plug, you guys. Google and and go on and purchase Waiting for Adam, Eileen's book about uh, working on getting her first interview and all the famous people she interviewed on the way to it, which you're probably in that book too, Will. I would imagine you are. And uh, so get a book, you guys, Waiting for Adam by Eileen Shapiro. And Eileen
2: Shapiro was going to meet Adam in, and she used so much FDS. That she got an infection in her snatch and she couldn't even. <laughs> know what that is? You know what FDS is? Feminine That's an
3: American is uh, a
2: feminine deodorant uh,
3: spray.
1: Right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Shahina, she's like, "What the fuck's going on?" <laughs> okay, I'm open. I can listen. <laughs> I, I like love it. So you guys. Um, uh so let's talk a little bit so how did you guys actually meet to to be uh to be in rachel stamp and then how did you come about making the new bands you made me do Uh, it It how'd you come up with the line well it's a a long
4: story but i'll be brief i i moved to london i was playing keyboards and looking for a band they needed a keyboard player they asked me to do uh, a quick audition and then we did a 30-day UK tour then I joined the band um, and then we just toured and, toured and toured and toured and yeah it was really fun And but that's how on. we met wasn't that's it how yeah. we met,
3: yeah. because I was already in the band uh, yeah. with
4: the <laughs> <laughs> so then after that when yeah. things slowed down with Rachel Stamp we started writing together uh, we always did lots of melodic things And Rachel Stamp uh, keyboards and guitar and then we started this band this way and then we well I started playing the bass uh, and then we got a drummer Joe and yeah it's the sound evolved over time, and here we are. So let's them.
2: give a shout out to Joe. Hey, Joe, what's
1: up? <laughs> and, I, and, I have,
2: and I have to make have to say something to our audience Eileen Shapiro is my dearest of dearest friends, and I love and adore her. I mean, so whenever I have fun with her, it's not making fun of her. And oh. I don't want anybody out there to think that I'm being vicious and like an old fag, you know, being evil. <laughs> I'm not an evil queen, and um, Eileen is just. Probably one of the most important people in my life, and I adore her. Yeah, Maybe, she's buddy.
4: lovely. She's a lovely lady.
2: Yes, that's a joke. That's a joke.
1: That's a joke. So, tell us, you guys. So, you have a, a new, a brand new song, and it's called Free Again, and it's a brand new, uh, a brand new single. It's coming out on the 30th, with, I think it's Friday. Uh, when is that? Yeah Friday. yeah,
3: Friday. Yeah, two days time.
1: So yeah. tell us a little bit about the song and then we're going to premiere the video because nobody else has seen this or heard it yet. No, okay. it's premiere. Well, yeah, it's a premiere. Yeah, it's quite an
4: uplifting one. It's a very energetic, uh, summery, summery vibes, festival vibes. Um, there's always a hint of, of darkness a little bit in us, some of our songs. And this one, I think, finds another side to us, uh, quite melodic, anthemic. Uh, yeah, and I love the video. It's very live, just us playing... In this lovely cellar type place, uh, you shall see.
2: Yes. So, so, what do you? What would you call your music? What? What titling? What kind of
1: music? Genre. Well, he to genre.
4: know genre. Well, there's there's influences. I think it's electronic rock. Um, maybe a bit of pop. Maybe a bit of um, grunge. You know, all these things that I like. Yeah. That we I, like. I
2: love that. I'm, I'm excited to hear it. Can we hear so it? So it's called. Wait, it's called Free Again. So how did we come yeah. up? At
4: all. Um, I just had this idea of of you know, there's a lot of bad stuff going on in the world right now. It's very intense.
2: Oh, so you really are a beautiful girl with a beautiful smile. You know what? I would put an engagement ring on her finger first, <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't want it. She wants it. All well, girls want that. So <laughs> she don't listen to her. Okay. She's playing
3: cool. I've tried so many times. Yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, well, you know what? I bet he has. You know actually. what? Forget with the quarter of a carrot. Maybe if you do two carrots, she might. Get
3: <laughs> yeah. How many carrots? What's that about Bugs Bunny? What?
2: Oh, <laughs> you know, the little one where you need a magnifying glass to see the ring. That's she's not interested. Oh, yeah. so, uh,
1: hold on so the guys is, so here's what i want you guys to do you guys uh, actually announce it and then juan will play it for us and then we'll come back and talk about it after the, he plays the video for everybody so you guys announce it make sure you say the name of the band and the name of the song and we'll
3: okay rock well this is she made me do it and this is our brand new video for our new single and it's called free again
5: good
3: that's enjoy awesome. everybody
2: Great. Really? I mean, Thank you. I, I can't even sit here. I wanted to dance, but then I'll be out of breath. Uh, <laughs> let me tell you something. You, Blondie. Wow. My name video, is
1: Shahina. I
2: know, but I like to call her Blondie. You know I have <laughs> nicknames for everybody. The girl, he thinks you look like Joanna. I call her the tomato. Years so <laughs> ago, we used to call women tomatoes if they were pretty. You're yes. Blondie. Yeah, you're Blondie now. You really... Are drop-dead knockout, beautiful. You know, you better move it fast, Buster. You better come up with some quick moves and some good bullshit stories. So, and all right, my turn. Or so get stoned and marry so it's- a to Maryland. You know, you get married.
1: So vocally, you are phenomenal. Like, your voice I is love super, super girl. In the chat room, they were saying you look – you were like a modern Amy Lennox. I, beautiful I was, girl. I was actually thinking, and I don't know if you guys will know who it is or not. Do you know who Amy Mann is? But to me, it's reminded me a little bit of Amy oh, Mann yeah. Favorite singer of like all time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's great. Yeah, yeah great, like, great, great. Song. Right, wait, said. wait, I'm not
2: finished. I'm not. I'm excited. Okay, and
1: and well, I mean, uh, it was very good the way that you set that up. So you got your all your little guitar solos. So everybody good gets to guitar. see what a badass guitarist guitar. you are. Good guitar.
2: Um, great guitar.
1: It's a great video. It's a great song. I think it's going to do. Thank really God well. it's
2: not rap because I don't like rap. I see. <laughs> <laughs> if you were rappers, I would say, oh. <laughs> I'm happy to say that friggin music, baby. I'd go for that. I mean, I this also... you know reminds me a little bit of when I was young. you know, when the rocket, when the heavy metal first came out a little bit before they got too heavy, when they were starting to do a well, little rock, Well, like heard it through the grapevine that kind of music. <laughs> and your music has that same momentum. You know, have it heard it through the grapevine, the original? Oh yeah, yeah.
3: oh yeah, absolutely.
2: You know that beat bum 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 bum, bum. It was in your guitars and I love that. That turned, look, I got goosebumps. I swear to God. <laughs> that, that, that turned me on. I don't know why you people aren't up there big time. I mean, you gotta get up there, kids.
5: They are I mean, I don't know
2: where you are. I mean, I'm not I don't follow music anymore. I because it stinks. But you know, a lot of people are good, but i you guys are great. I, I would go to see you in concert, if you come. ticket, of course. Actually, they're cool. saying
1: that it needs to be in festivals. It's got a very Look at that festival smile. Style, a smile is contagious. Like, they're like every In the chat room, they all like loved it. Uh, they all thought it was, it great. was it great. They was commented good, about what a good, good guitarist you are and how great your voice was. So that's oh, a good and, yeah. and I agree. There was a
2: lot of stuff going on in there. It wasn't one kind of music. I could have thought of about three different pieces in there that I remember from my youth. So, uh, it's good music. I I really like. wanted to get out there and do it.
1: So you guys, you can follow She Made Me Do It on Instagram too. Their Instagram is S-H-E-M-M-D-I, and- um, I think you're
2: a good and, team also. I think you're very important for the video. Blondie, you, you make the video, <laughs> make the video look good.
1: And you guys, the um, website is is uh is is the same as the Instagram, but it's a .com, so it's s h e m m d i .com. How many? How much music have you guys released under She Made Me Do It? Have you released a lot of music? Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah we've had like well, we did two albums, but over the last few years, we've just it's, been doing EPs. Two, two albums, two oh, albums, no, two, yeah. No, two albums.
4: Two albums
3: and uh, but loads of EPs because yeah. we do we just. Find it easier to put out EPs these days, just to put it out
2: more frequently,
4: and, uh, and lots of videos as well. I love, I love making videos, actually. Yeah.
2: Now, I want to hear this song again. Tell me where to go. Well, it'll be all <laughs> over
5: every. It'll be <laughs> all over Spotify.
2: Jimmy, we're married. Can I punch him? <laughs> because I want you know, married people are allowed to smack each other no, around. Not around. Tell- okay. No, not telling. No. Listen, Quiet listen. That's it. a pre-publicity. You ever hear that, baby? <laughs> Jesus Christ. These young ones today, they know nothing. Listen. (laughs) Now, I'm playing stupid, of course. I'm I'm an old man. I like your music. How do I get your music, kids? Is it (laughs) on radio?
4: Yes, on computers.
3: Basically, it's all on computers. Do I have to pay for it? This will be – sorry? Do I
2: have to pay for it? How much? Uh, No, it's on – if you've
3: got a streaming service, it'll be there, it'll be on YouTube everywhere. Um, but it's going to be on our EP, which we'll be doing CDs of our EP, and there's five no, other I, really great you, tracks on that.
2: Yeah, what's an EP? Yes, you do. I know. I'm
1: making believe. I you. know, but everybody knows. Otherwise, know, there's yeah. a lot of people that watch us, Jimmy. That if they don't know what an EP is, they're not watching our show because they're no, not. no, <laughs> they're, they're people my age that
2: like me, not you. Me, <laughs> me, me, me,
1: me, me, me. And I want to help, but no, I get I get emails. Spotify, you guys, it'll sometimes, be on Spotify, so, YouTube,
2: sometimes I get Spotify, email.
3: Apple Music, all that.
2: Sometimes I get emails and they'll say to me, Ron, I watched your show, but I didn't know what they were talking about. And then I would email back, how old are you? Well, I'm 73, I'm 71, I'm 80. And I feel, you know, these people need to know because they don't know what EP is or they don't know uh, what Spotify is. You're
1: 83 and you have a Spotify account.
2: I'm in the fucking business. Of course <laughs> I'm business. I've been in the business 66 years. If I don't know by now, I'm brain dead. But- I have, so you guys can go. I on? have fans that are all over the world, by the way, and these people are older, and they just don't get it, and that's why I ask you, young kids. I play stupid. How do I get your music? What does it cost? Mm-hmm. And what's an EP? You know, okay. Be nice and tell You're doing them. a service. Be nice and tell all the elderly people because you yeah. know they're my age. They came up with the best rock and roll there is in the world. Well, there
3: were EPs back then, I gotta say. You know, Elvis put out a few EPs. Oh, yes.
2: yes. I mean, they came up with Chicago, I Am Butterfly, Pink Floyd. We came up hmm. with the great. I mean, you guys don't have any kind of music like we had. We had the very best. <laughs> <laughs>
4: this, is, this is great because we have lots to get influenced with, you know. You're, it you're, goes standing, to your
2: right. you're yeah. standing on the shoulders of those great stars. Yeah. And, Oh, no, I think and so your too. music is up there with them it's just as good if this were 1967 everybody would be stoned out of their minds at a club dancing
1: having a great time
4: <laughs> that's what we want and, now
1: <laughs> I, 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 was Actually, pure, telling, I was pure like the driven snow Cla- B. Claudia in Germany is telling to tell everybody that the graphics on your site and your cover CD are phenomenal and you guys the website is again com. and if you follow them on Instagram they'll post like all the different stuff that they got going on and if you go to iTunes or Apple Music or probably Google Play and all the, uh, Spotify, you can listen or you can download all the different songs um, and then watch their videos on YouTube. Do you have a lot of videos on YouTube? Yeah, yeah we got yeah. a ton, yeah. We've
4: got some yeah. animation one, ones I'll, and live I'll, ones as well.
2: On serious side, I
1: discuss with
2: a lot of people that come on our show with your kind of music, and I say I'm so happy. I don't want to say it's back. I want to say it's never left. And your kind of music has never left. It's been here for 40, 50 years. And I'm so happy that it's still here and that it's becoming very, very popular again. Rap is starting to like fade away. And what you're doing is starting to happen. And I know that you have a very, very big career ahead of you. If you play it well, marry her and nobody else gets her. Because if you <laughs> lose her oh, as a singer, want. you're screwed. <laughs>
1: I think you guys. Our, our chat room thinks you guys should have your own reality TV show and that you should be on TV. And and they I also have me as your father. And they want to know if with any of the bands that you're involved with, do you have any summer tours coming up? Anything that you're going on tour with? Either one of you or wow. together?
4: Well, we have a couple of gigs lined yeah. up end of summer um, and we'll see Thank a few you. other gigs uh, as well. But I think for me, it's mostly getting this EP out um, and rehearsing them so we can play them live at the next shows.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Are you coming to LA at any time?
2: Oh, we'd love to, Uh, yeah. We'd love to.
4: Not yet, but...
1: Are you? you Not yet. Not yet. So I have a question. So Friday is... I'll come to see you. So wait, wait. Friday is the single coming out, or the whole EP coming out Friday? No, just the
3: singles coming out yeah. on Friday, and the EP will be out in August. Yeah. So okay. uh, when we're playing, because we're playing yeah. quite a big festival in in London in August. In,
2: in, in my day, an EP was an LP.
4: Well, this LP. is smaller, so it's five so- It's five tracks. That's why it's a smaller version. And uh,
2: we used to call them LPs for long
1: play.
4: Yeah, mm. yeah. We did that. Well, yeah. That's done a whole, usually a
1: whole album. Uh, it's it's now, then I'll be asked to have more than five songs. I know that. that like I, oh, I know
2: that. I want my audience to know. But uh, vinyl is so big again. I can't believe yeah. It. Yeah. I it. Because if you scratched it, it was screwed. You know, that's but true, I I, I, I never liked that vinyl. And the quality, I don't think, is as good as digital. It's not. Digital yeah. is as,
3: I it's think it's nice, though. It's that's, nice to have the artwork, and yeah I
1: like, I, I like it to put the artwork on the wall
3: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah. We yeah. Always, yeah we always yeah. think about we always think about yeah. Sorry, let, him finish.
1: Wait, wait, let him finish
3: but so we always think about doing vinyl but these days because the, all the major record labels have got a, a hold on all the vinyl plants they it takes about a year to press an lp up these days just because of that for an independent artist it's really hard to put out vinyl these days Oh, I so know we this. just end up doing cds
1: might be easier here to do it than it is there. Oh, maybe, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Are,
3: you on, are you on vinyl? We have a 10-inch yeah. from a few
2: years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And where, have... are you, where are you from in England? London. Yeah. Both of you are from London.
4: Well, we live. I'm in, from London. We live in North London. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Are you mean, you're coming to us now from England. Yeah, they're in yeah. England. Yeah, yeah, we're in yeah. London. Yeah. See, sometimes I get brain dead. That's <laughs> right. No, <laughs> no, I never. I never want to know what the show is about. I tell Jimmy. The reason that I think our show is a great success is it's a spontaneity because I have no idea. I don't research you. I don't know what your music is. I know nothing. I love it. My audience may not. So I look at yeah. you through the eyes of my audience. Who are you? What do you do? Can I hear you? And that's what we do. But so both, I love London. I, the food stinks, but I heard it got better.
4: It has, it has. Yeah, there's some really good. great restaurants and all kinds from all over the world. I mean, at the moment, Japanese food's really trendy and uh, Korean food, and yeah, there's lots of good stuff.
2: Because thirty or forty, I was in England first time. I hate to say it, first time I was in, in England, it was 1957, and oh, they still had parts of it that were bombed out from the Second World War.
4: Yeah, yeah.
2: How bad it was, and the food was steamed or something. <laughs> it was all, or anything. And then over the years, I've been to England many, many times. Uh, I have a very good friend that lives there, James Jessup. I visited him. And um, they say now the food has gotten better, but I heard outrageously expensive.
4: Yes, things right. that in the last year, especially a uh, uh, post-COVID, you know, uh, the whole cost of living crisis that's going on here, everything's more. Yeah,
2: everything is not just everything, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah,
1: it's very expensive. Uh, I, uh, I understand now. if you
2: go to a decent restaurant, it's anywhere from fifty to a hundred a head. Is that true? In yeah, dollars? yeah, uh,
4: and that's that's yeah, I would say more sixty seventy.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
4: you do, yeah. Have, you,
1: have you guys been to America? So, Will, wait, when we saw Adam Ant in Pennsylvania, were you playing with him? Were, were you in Pennsylvania with him or no?
3: I uh, have been, yeah. Um. So, when, what year
1: was that you saw him? It, it must have been, it was when we lived in Pennsylvania. Eileen would have been there, and it was probably oh. six or seven years ago. Oh, maybe. yeah, yeah, I would have been there, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've been here for five. It would have been there. I said maybe seven or eight years ago. Yes. Oh, that's so. We might have actually met you then. I'm not sure if we met you then or right. not. Maybe.
2: Oh, we'll I sure. met, met me. <laughs> 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 I'm very hard to forget.
1: No, I, love it. I, I do remember. <laughs> so have you guys? So have you been? So you've been to the U.S. to tour then. Oh I yeah, don't know. I yeah. Yeah. Thought, no, no. yeah, he thought you were in California. He doesn't even
4: get that you're in uh, English. So. We we toured with Rachel Zump as well before. We did a tour all over the U.S. Uh, this was quite a few years ago, though. Uh, mm. So I have I've been on, you know, I've been to visit Will in L.A. when they played um, with Adam, and then, but we haven't been with him. Maybe do it. So that's that's a plan. That would be nice at some point.
2: Mm. Oh, so is that still a very big deal playing for Adamant? I mean, I know 25 years ago it was like forget about it.
5: Mm. Yeah, sure. no, I
3: mean he's still got a really big following all I mean, especially in America and and, and the UK, those are the main places that we play yeah. again and again, and people just keep coming back to see it. And
2: right. So yeah, he's a friend of ours who uh, plays I mean, for the Pink Floyd. Uh he's a no. saxophone player for Pink Floyd. And twenty-five years ago, that would have been the biggest thing in the world. But right mm. now, I don't think that would be as big, right? For for what's I name? don't know, that's he still, that's sells, pretty,
4: out. He still sells out. He still sells out. These big, big concert halls, yeah.
1: Actually, Eileen said that you were there and that she doesn't know if we met you, Will, but she said we met Joe.
4: Oh, Jer- yeah, because Joe Joe plays bass with with Will yeah. and Rachel in uh, um Adam. Yeah.
1: I'm meeting Blondie. I no, met. we didn't meet her. We never met Blondie. No, we didn't. Joe. We said Joe. Her name's not Joe. Her name's I heard you.
2: Don't get <laughs> smart, because as we say in Italian, <laughs> do we in dookie.
1: Your so, in your eyes. so, who are some Ooh. of the who are some individually who are some of your big influences that 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 like made you want to be become musicians and don't use my name?
4: <laughs> first.
1: Uh, well, I was I kind of
3: like was brought up on a lot of electronic stuff like um Depeche Mode and a lot of sort of stuff that came out after punk that got a bit more experimental, you know, um, Cabaret Voltaire bands like that, um. So yeah, kind of stuff like that. But I always played the guitar, you know. So I always kind of incorporate the electronic side of it into what I do in the rock arena or whatever. When
1: I, when I was in college, Depeche Mode was like huge. I went and saw them in yeah. concert, and that was like when they did "People Are People" and "Blasphemous Rumors." It must have been their like one of their first records. And the other band that was really big for me then was New Order. Do you, have, do you ever? Oh, listen? Yeah. oh yeah, great. Yeah, I great, love Joy man. Division. Oh, I love yeah. Oh yeah, Joy Division, New Order—they're freaking awesome. Okay, your turn, Shahina.
4: Well, I th- I think um, I was more into into. It's funny you mentioned Ruby Star because I I was really into old films, film noirs, and I love people like Betty Davis, Lauren McCall, Carol Lombard—all that. I love their glamour and their look and just the whole, yeah, their attitude. Rita Hayworth, all that, and then yeah, I was in a similar. I loved, I loved all the bands Will talked about, so we have this in common, but also I love the grunge, the energy of of that whole explosion of grunge, and I love a bit of rock as well. So um, after Rachel Stamp, when I was playing keyboards and doing backing vocals, I just wanted to do something else, something more, and I found I had a lot to write about and to sing about. I wanted to say something, and then playing the bass also added another element, bass and singing. It's, yeah, and it kind of evolved naturally into this,
1: You'll like this. You'll like yeah. this because he is like the uh he is like uh, like an authority on the golden age of Hollywood. He was best friends with Jane Russell. He had met Betty Davis. Oh, wow. Elizabeth Taylor. Who is it? Lauren. Who did she say? Lauren Bacall. Oh, yeah. He went to a party and sat on her lap. Sat on her lap. Um, oh my
2: goodness. What happened was it was a thousand dollars a plate luncheon, and every queen in New York City bought a plate. So there was like fourteen people at the table. I went there to cover it. And there was no seat for me. And I said to Lauren, what am I supposed to do? Stand here while you all eat? She said, hell no. She said, get over here. And she made me sit on her lap. Of course, I didn't want to hurt her. So I sat for a little while, and then she yelled out very elegantly, get this man a fucking chair. (laughs) (laughs) So I knew I loved her. I knew I loved her. She's
4: amazing. I mean, she was
2: the most delicious woman you ever want to meet. So elegant, so chic, so fabulous. But so down to earth. It was a wonderful combination. He knew um, a bunch of them, though Tab Hunter. Oh, yeah, Jane Tab Russell uh, was like a friend, like a best I, friend. I hung out band. with wow. Jane. Jane and I. I used to impersonate her on stage. Uh, Jane and I were best friends for many, many years. Like brother well, and sister.
4: Listen to this. I had to cancel my ticket to go see gentlemen for Blondes tonight at the BFI to be with you here tonight. <laughs> <laughs>
2: A so great it was a movie name. or the play? I've, 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 the movie. I've,
4: they're playing. They're playing um quite a few movies um in this series at the moment. This uh, right. Howard Howard Hawks
2: uh, uh, series. A, it's a great movie, and Jane loved doing it. And she said that Marilyn was a very uh, shy, scared to death little girl who was controlled by all the wrong people. And that Marilyn, that I, one story I I I really shouldn't say, but it's true. They were rehearsing the uh, opening number. Uh, were just two little girls from Little Rock. Yeah. Obviously, Marilyn probably hadn't showered that day. And Jane had to say to her Marilyn, "Shower tomorrow because you smell of a woman." <laughs> and, <laughs> So but that's I,
4: impossible. She smelled of Chanel number five well, all understand. the time. What are you
2: talking but about? But I understand that when she lived in Manhattan, a friend of mine went to see her on a matter, and she answered the door naked and smelled. Oh. So I don't think Marilyn was all all up here. And I, I think yeah. knew that, and they took advantage of her. But Jane said she tried very hard, because Jane was a born-again Christian. And she said to Marilyn, go to my church. I think they can help you. And Marilyn went, and the next day Jane said to her, uh, what was it like? And Marilyn said, oh, it's not for me, Jane. And Jane said to me, had she stayed with the Christians, she would be alive today. Wow. She wouldn't have been murdered. The Kennedys and the mafia did murder her. There's no question about that. We know that She
4: was very, She was very troubled, for sure.
2: Very troubled, girl, very troubled, but very beautiful. Absolutely. And and Jane liked her. Jane took her on as a sister, like a kid's sister. Jane said to me in the morning, Marilyn would never be on the set. And everybody was waiting and waiting and waiting, but they were afraid to say anything. Jane, you know, it was tough like me. So Jane went over her dressing room door, banged on the door and said, come on, Blondie, let's go. We have a movie to make. You got 10 minutes to get on the set. And Marilyn said, okay, okay, Jane, (laughs) who's afraid of Jane? Wow. (laughs) Those are the stories that I'm going to talk about. In the documentary that I'm in, on next Wednesday, I have they asked me to come into a documentary. About, I need to watch this. <laughs> about old Hollywood. If it yeah, gets
4: I cool. love it. I love all those. I have so many books about it. I've read so many biographies. Of, well, you know. they, they, well
2: were, yeah. they were stars on the outside. Hmm. Stars for you. But if you knew them on the inside, they were lesbian, homosexual, drug addicts. Kleptomaniacs, alcohol. Don't ruin that for
1: people, though. No,
2: but I'm saying they were troubled people.
4: Yeah, yeah.
2: You know, well,
4: because I think I, to survive still, in that world, you know, it was
2: a harsh world. world. We saw. Yes, the, you're right. We saw the glamour, we saw the movies, but we never knew what they went through. And that Cary Grant was—he saw psychiatrists for years. He took yeah. LSD to get rid of being gay. He didn't want to be gay. Cary Grant absolutely was against being gay. Yet he lived with Randolph Scott for 12 or 14 years. So he couldn't help being who he was, but he didn't like it.
4: Well, there were all these, um, all these, you know, unwritten laws. You couldn't really be yourself. You had to always be the facade, be the image. It was so yeah. controlled by the studio. I think, I think yes.
2: Harry Grant really wanted to be married to a woman. I think Harry Grant preferred straight life to the gay world. He never partook in the gay world. He always lived in the straight world, only sexually.
1: I was love Gary Grant.
2: Yeah, and there's so many stories. There's a lot of things I won't talk about that I've been told by stars that I just I, that
1: I won't do. So it. wait, let's just say, Shaheen, let's give you a thing, and <laughs> then okay, then we're gonna give one for for Will too. Okay, so like, if you, are we gonna hear them again? Um, no, we're not gonna hear them again. Why? Because they're leaving in ten minutes. Well, okay, can uh, we have more music? No, because I only have one video. Why I'm do not you want to play have it again? One? Anyway, cuz we well, yeah, yeah, yeah. never played for this one cuz we talked yeah, but that's cuz some of them don't are not good. But i like <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's any good. So let's I say they're good. Shane, let's say like you you uh, let's pretend like you were an actress or you were going to be a singer in a movie. Yeah. Uh, any any of the golden age movies, what movie would you have liked to have been in? Like that uh, you think, this Oh, minute?
4: Casablanca.
1: All right we just watched that again no, but night.
2: as a singer i would love to have seen you in love me or leave me the Dara day movie love me or leave me
4: oh i don't
2: know that one about a 1920s uh singer who was kept by the mafia it's a watch it it's love me or leave me with okay, Doris i day. will i will it's a wonderful film you'll love it it's really interesting and good and Dara day was absolutely fabulous in it Okay. So, I see you doing so that here's part. my
1: next hypothetical one, and it'll be for both of you. It'll be a two-parter. So so some agent calls you up and says, Hey you guys, she made me do it is going on tour, and you can have it can be anybody you want. I want a living band and a dead band. Who are you going on tour with? Um, and you can each answer it. So you can have yourself the answers don't have to be the same, but we'll let Will go first since since Shahina got to talk last.
3: <laughs> uh well. I would love to support Depeche Mode Uh, that's no surprise because I mentioned them earlier and they are one of the biggest bands in the world we saw them in a stadium the other week and there was
1: oh I love them hundreds of thousands of people there
3: Um, so that would be great Uh, but they're not dead well one of them's dead but not all of them Um, and I'd love to uh, someone that's dead Warren Zevon who I've always loved yeah that's a good Uh, one too and I actually went to see him and I was in the foyer, and he cancelled the gig from the oh. foyer. and so I never saw him. And that was like, how close can you get to seeing one of your heroes and not actually see them? You know that was so that was very gutting. So I, I'd, like,
2: I'd watch you, him every night. You know, you yeah. could look like Malcolm McDowell's son. Have people oh, really? told that, that you look like Malcolm McDowell? No
3: one said that. I did meet him once, and uh, he didn't uh, look at he me. Was, he was, he was my, he, I was his
1: son.
4: Will's dad was an actor as well. Yeah. He's he, yeah, he was in quite a few movies and he has quite a striking look. Will looks more and more like him as time goes on. What was your
3: what was his actor name? He was Robert Crudson and okay. he was in a lot of uh, he was Robert. in a lot of 60s. Um, he's in the Saint, things like that. Um, with Roger Moore, he and was in some Joan, ham, some ham horror films. Um, Joan I love ham horror films. I love horror. Yeah, the last the last Joan Crawford film she ever did, he was in that. Um, yeah. Lot of, a lot of stuff.
1: I mean, you, know, you didn't Blondie. want to follow his steps yeah. into into the film world, and you went to music instead.
3: Yeah, I've never really fancied acting. Really, I just uh, I've always played the guitar from very young. So and hey, that's Blondie. what oh, I love. Andy,
2: I think he's really cute. Him? Yeah. yeah. And I think you better say yes before some of the <laughs> children take him away. We,
4: we're quite happy. The thing is, it's it's almost like it's fine. There's no need to change anything. It's all good. It
2: ain't broke. I believe in marriage. Uh, He's eighty-three,
1: so he's no no, no, no bullshit.
2: Young people today are finding out that paper, for some reason, psychologically or whatever, bonds you and makes you a family. I don't care what you say. I know people have had children now without being married, and they live together, and that's a lousy family structure for the child because having children
1: (laughs) such a thing as like I'm sorry, honey. No. So we have to go back to you, Shahine, who bands, okay. bands you would like to be playing with.
4: Well, I really like The Cure. I've oh, always loved The Cure. I the mean cure.
1: I saw them in concert in New Orleans like a long long like in the uh, in like 1987 or 88 or something. And uh, they're awesome. And you know, what, what kind of freaks me out though is that Robert Smith hasn't changed his look at all. He looks like the same. He's just kind of like fat and looking like that. <laughs>
4: it's, yeah, it's interesting, right? He's too, yeah, yeah. But the, it needs the, the guitar and the, the melodies and these perhaps more the earlier albums, to be honest. I relate much more to the earlier. Uh, I the love I You
1: think know, she's so
2: well-spoken. i love to hear you speak beautifully. You huh, really do. You're very well sound. Tell if you don't marry this girl, okay. I'm going to come there <laughs> and bang you right in the
1: head with a. Wait, wait, okay. So that's, that's a living <laughs> band. What's, What's another band? Give us one more. They could be like dead or like not everybody's alive. Someone that's dead as well. Then. Well, um,
4: well, I guess you, you know, Nirvana, right? Oh yeah,
1: that's a good one.
4: I mean, when when that well, smells well. like Teen Spirit came out, um, that was. Amazing for me, the rage and the the energy and the attitude. So, yeah, that would be that would be pretty cool to support them.
1: Here, like, you mm-hmm. actually cover like like smells like Teen Spirit or something. Like you would be like. But too, too many
4: people. Too many people do that. That's the problem. You have to be really clever with picking songs to cover. We've already done a Cure song. We've covered uh, Three Imaginary Boys.
2: Oh uh, wow! I, yeah, okay. people I'm like, I'm it. Really like it. it the, the, the music we just heard. It's good. You don't need to do a cover. Your uh, music is original. Trust me. I think. I
4: so.
5: love it. You do know, know what? what?
4: This song, this this particular song, we wrote it, and how it took us half an hour. It happened like this. It's the weirdest yeah. thing. You know when that happens, it's magic. Uh, literally, it just came together super quick, and the lyrics came a little bit after. Yeah, so it's, it was quite a. I like I your it. song.
2: So I have a thing about my car. We call my car the Academy Award of Music. If your music oh. is to my car, it's good music. And Jimmy is going to download you into my car. Excellent. I will definitely play you. Which is good
1: because only about one out of like 20 people who come on who do music I mean, there's like not,
2: nine. <laughs> no, there's <laughs> nine, million, nine million Peggy Lee and Johnny Mantis songs on. <laughs> oh. Yeah, he's a big Johnny Mantis fan. Hours and hours of them and select music of people I like. I really... Swear to God, no bullshit. I'm not lying. Everybody out there, no smoke up anybody's ass. The truth. I think your song was terrific.
1: Thank you very much. Thank and you. I think
2: it's going to sell like crazy.
1: So, you guys, here's where you're going to go. First of all, follow She Made you. Me Do It on Instagram. It's S-H-E-M-M-D-I. The website is S-H-E-M-M-D-I.com for She Made Me Do It. Um, this is Shahina Dax and Will Crutzen. Um, they also have another band, Rachel Stamp. You can check out that stuff. But go get all the She Made Me Do It music. The new song is called Free Again, and it comes out Friday in two days. Download it. Watch the video. Make the video go viral, you guys, so they can get more notice, and, and they'll get more shows. Next
2: week, we have a uh, rerun of this show, maybe. Yeah,
1: we're going to do a rerun of yeah. this show next so week. So your
2: song will play again. So it'll again. play again next week. Oh,
5: then,
2: great. I mean, tell our guy, our, our what's it called? Juan. Juan our, our engineer. Our engineer to play it again in a couple of weeks on somebody else's show when we have guests. <laughs> no, I really like it. I want to push it because I think that people should buy it. It's good music again. It's not this crappy rap shit that nobody they just talk. It's stupid. <laughs> well and I'm it, glad
4: you I'm glad I'm glad we
2: connected with I, you so I appreciate music. And I and you I go. always tell Jimmy, we don't have music anymore. And now you're bringing to me music again, and I'm so grateful. And I know millions of people that watch the show will feel the same way. We're tired of stupid, whatever that other. We like music,
4: you know. <laughs> oh, All right, we you can guys, only so do this. what comes uh, natural to us, right? With our she
2: made me do it? Yes. No, it's music for a change. Shahina Hello. Dax,
1: Will Kutzen, congratulations! It's a pleasure to see you again. Pleasure, will. To, meet pleasure you. to meet you. It's a pleasure uh, to meet you, Shaheena. Good to see you again. And you guys, nice guys. Out and thank you so much for coming on the show and we'll see you soon. Wait, okay. and when hey, you bring the don't you ignore me. Oh, of oh,
2: course no, not. We'll be <laughs> not. not. Say, oh, I don't know you and walk by because I'll smack you. <laughs> Bye-bye, you guys. I Thanks so you guys. much. Take care. Love your music. Love it, love it, love it. Bye-bye.
5: Well, Thanks.
1: Guys. Thank you for bringing it to us. I really enjoyed it. I did, Jimmy. I really it was fabulous. It. All right, you guys, we're going to take a quick music break. We're going to play Baker Grace's song, American Dream Girl. And uh, when we come back, we'll be with our next guest, Peter Onorati. So enjoy the song, you guys. Baker Grace.
0: Make me an American. Make me an American. Dream, dream, dream. my smile. December denial. Dressed up to match the decor me a centerpiece, look, don't say anything, shiny like the towel on the floor, I've gotten to know, so well. walking with my head down, fighting for my life, under fluorescent light. Who the fuck wanted to make me? Stayed up related late analyzing the size of my waist, wasting my energy. There's so much more to me. Beauty's embarrassing. Everyone's okay I hope they don't know I'm drowning my pain in Chanel number five. Who the fuck? To make me an American dream girl Think you decide who I am in your mind And I'll be her But I've had enough Pretending to see Someone I'm not Someone I'll never be American dream girl Your American dream girl I'm not gonna hold back I'm not gonna stay low. I'm about to be the best you've ever seen. So you keep your ego. I won't keep my mouth closed. I'm not gonna be your American dream girl. Internalize little lies like fireflies, flicker and flicker. Internalize little lies like fireflies, flicker and flicker. Who the fuck wanted to make me an Dream.
1: Hey, everybody, that's Baker Grace. The name of the song is American Dream Girl. She'll probably be coming on in the upcoming weeks. And that's another nice
2: song. See, we are getting back to music. Oh, I'm so happy.
1: All right, so let's go ahead and bring on our next guest, and let's see if everything works out. Hello, hello. Hello. Yay. Okay, so let me. before I introduce you, uh, is it Honorati?
6: Yeah, unless you want to get, uh, you know, really specific, it would be Honorati.
1: Onorati, he can do that Piet- Pietro Onorati. <laughs> sì, sì, bene, sì, bene, bene. Bene, bene. Piacere
6: a conoscere. Sì. All
1: right, everybody, now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star <laughs> Show. Wait, wait, let me finish <coughs> my intro. <interview>. You're <coughs> going
6: to studiando.
2: Capisce tutto, ma parla poco. See. Si, all
1: right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star show with Ron Russell, Peter Onorati. Onorati. <laughs> beautiful name. welcome to the show. Uh, this is my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, co-host Ron Russell.
2: You know what? Italian names are very beautiful if they're
6: pronounced correctly. That's right. You can't believe how my name was slaughtered all these years on the, you know on the football field and you know, college and when they were announcing my name, if my grandmother didn't know my number, she wouldn't know it was me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so my my name is not Russell. I took that from Jane. Uh My real name is Cesarego. Now Cesarego in Italian is nice, but in American they butcher it Cesareco or whatever the yeah. hell. They it. Yeah. So I I didn't want that name uh, for stage. So I took Jane Russell's name
6: because there, I love her. I that's as good as good as any name you take. You I know, Jay Leno. I was on the. I went on the Tonight Show in '93 when I was still on Civil Wars, and Jay Leno slaughtered my name. So, and he's Italian. He's so. Italian.
1: <laughs> I actually went online today and uh, and and watched some other interviews you did. But like in a lot of them, they don't ever pronounce your name. It's like they started the interview after they already introduced you, so I couldn't get it. So yes. I didn't want to mess in it up. You know
2: why? Because in English, E and I are pronounced differently. Okay. Yes. E is eh.
5: Yeah.
2: I is a. So you have to know e, e, a, o, U. Those are the vowels. That's the vowels. Yes. E, e, a, o, U. If you yeah. don't know vowels in Italian, I sp- I speak Italian. But if you don't know, I am Italian.
1: So one hundred percent, Okay, percent italiano. Okay, so so, hold on. so we have a chat room full of people. Please say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hey everybody. Hey. And then say hi to Dawn. She told me she she spoke to you, I guess, on Instagram earlier. She's the one with the dog. So say hi to Dawn. Yeah, hey,
6: Dawn. Hey, Dawn. Sorry to hear about the dog.
1: Yes, it's terrible. So, and then I also want to wish you, I just saw on Instagram, you just had an anniversary. So happy anniversary.
6: Thank you. Uh, 35 years, which is 120 in Hollywood years. Yes, (laughs) you're right.
1: Absolutely. And you just got back from vacation in Italy and your pictures look great. Did you have a good time and where'd you go?
6: It was the most wonderful and most stressful trip I've ever had. I took my three sons and their wives and my wife and, you know, moving eight people around Italy was not real easy. No, it's but not. I tell you what, it, it, it came off beautifully. The only problems were travel problems, you know, luggage that didn't arrive for four days, a missed flight on the way home. But uh with, with the, you know, take that out of it. And it was a phenomenal trip. And my kids all enjoyed it. I introduced them. To my cousins for the first time. And uh, they just had the most wonderful sense of family. These people just showered them with love and family and then never, never met them. And the only, I, I think the last time they met me, besides five years ago, was in the late 70s when I went with my father. That was it, you know. So, but we maintained a great connection, you know.
2: Now, where in Italy are we talking about? Where
6: are you from? Your parents? So, my father's family, my father's father is from Frosinone, which is just an hour and a half south of Rome. And that's where we went to see the cousins. And I had my, my sons got to see their great grandfather's birthplace. And uh, it was quite wonderful. Uh, my father's mother is from Abruzzo, a little town. And then my, my mother's family is from, uh, it's an area called Potens. It's sort of know. over, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's like Basilicata, Campania line, you know.
2: I, I was in Potenza. I know Potenza. Yeah, I was all yeah. over there. I lived there for a year. My father oh. was from Genoa. And oh. my father's family was from Venice. So we are out in Italia. We're Northern Italians.
6: Well, you that's guys, what, you all. know what? Well, we went and stayed for a little while in Lago Maggiore with some very good friends. And uh, he is a professor in the Institute in Milan. And uh, um, I, it was very interesting to me to see how the Northern Italians look down on the Southern Italians. I'm like, you know, I, I you like- know That was, that, I don't find
2: that anymore. I find that in my father's generation. Yeah. My, my grandfather, my mother's father was from Naples. Okay. Yeah. My father would fight with my mother. He'd call her una cafona, <laughs> una cafona napolitan. Because yeah, yeah, she had yeah. a little bit of ne- 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 Neapolitan blood in her. Yeah. Meanwhile, I want you to know my mother was, and not because she's my, my mother was an actress, by the way, Jenny Gabriel. Uh, she was probably one of the most beautiful Italian women you ever want to see. Yeah. So yeah. I said to my father, often, the Genovese women all look like men. You married <laughs> a very beautiful
6: Southern Italian girl. Well, it's cold up there in Genoa, you know, and they, they stay inside
2: and they get all wrinkled
6: up, you know? No, I, no. I,
2: I, I lived in Genoa, and I grew to dislike my grandmother tremendously.
6: Yeah, yeah.
2: I hated my grandmother. I really did. I didn't know any part of her. And when she died, everybody said, gee, I feel bad. I said, don't. She, she wasn't really nice. She was the most stuck-up, Victorian, uh, no. cruel
6: now, my, my grandmothers were fantastic. My father's mother uh, lasted longer than uh, um, my mother's uh, mother, you know, the, the Neapolitan side. Uh, the, she was Abruzzese, and this is a woman that, so my father had a small construction company with my uncle, which he took over back in 1961 when my grandfather died. I was only eight years old. And uh, every day, and so there, there, were, there were dump trucks, there were all kinds of stuff, and my father did a lot of paving and construction. My grandmother would sweep the street every day and the parking lot and take care of two gardens. And then she would sit with her gnarly feet up on a lounge chair and drink wine and peaches.
5: (laughs) Wine (laughs) and peaches,
6: right? That was the way she ended every day in the summer. And (laughs) and what a storyteller. She was great. You know, she was just great, man. And 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 uh and we, you know, we all loved her. My mother's mother was quiet, but she, she was she was nice and, and sweet, but very quiet. But not my father's mother.
2: <laughs> well, the Italian men always were the ones that um ruled everything. They took over the the dining room table when we yeah. ate. And yeah. my father, I was not allowed to leave the table until he gave me permission. Yeah. And I would have to say to him, Papa in Italian, can I leave the table? Yeah. He'd say, yeah. No, you finish your food or whatever. Yeah. And you sit there. Today they would say go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And just respect <laughs> their parents, you know. No, I we, I was raised very Italian. My father was raised yeah. by his mother who was a Victorian. Don't forget my yeah. father was born 1905. So yeah. in 1905 they were really old fashioned.
6: Yeah. Yeah. And he
2: raised me with all those. So how were you raised with old fashioned ideas as well?
6: Yeah. You know, hey, listen, anal retentive, New Jersey, Italian Catholic. That was me, man. You know, uh, I was, I was were, where were you from in Jersey? I was born in the in hospital in Morristown, but I lived and grew up in Boonton, New Jersey. Oh, because we have relatives in Tenafly. OK. Tenafly is real close to the city. Boonton's about 25 miles outside the city. It's a great little town. A beautiful river runs through it. There are swimming holes and just it's an amazing place. Uh, in fact, my high school class just had a little reunion this last weekend that I couldn't make. But uh, but right from the top of the hill where I used to live, you could see the New York skyline 25 miles away over the rolling hills of New mm-hmm. Jersey. In fact, uh, I, I was I had already moved here, but my brother went up to the top of the hill and watched the towers fall from there. Oh was wow. Just yeah, it was just amazing. It was, you know, heartbreaking, and and you know, uh, but
2: New Jersey, New Jersey is a very beautiful state. For those of you is. who have never been to New Jersey, it's very green. That's why they call it the Garden State.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: it's a very beautiful but, state. We lived in Pennsylvania, for but five the only years. thing about bad about Jersey is you can get in it, but you can never get out of it. Well, you that's you, know, you, <laughs> you don't have signs that tell you how to get
6: out. You know? <laughs> Well, If you know, if you like it, it's a good place to be stuck, isn't it?
1: <laughs> Where <laughs> in Pennsylvania did you say you were from? Doylestown. We lived in Doylestown. We're not from oh, no. there. I, I'm from Florida. I'm from Florida. Uh, I'm um, from Brooklyn. He's from Brooklyn, but we lived in Doylestown for five years before we moved here. Well, I've been to Doylestown uh,
6: four times. Um, I went to school, my undergraduate degree in business, I went to school at Lycoming College in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, and we played Delaware Valley College in Doylestown. Um, all four years in football. And so, you know, I know Doylestown pretty well. It was it was great.
1: I like love it. All right, let's go. I want to talk a little bit career. So first of all. No, I like this. Uh, People, you know, our audience. They, they all want to know about SWAT and shit. You know, They're right? all in the
2: chat room I talking I know that. I know that. But that's just a few of the, the most of our viewers are a gossip. They like everything. No, they love the gossip. They're nosy. We're going to
1: get nosy on They're this. Love,
2: they love when we do So People don't want to know all your work. They want to know who yeah. you are they yeah. to think if you was a friend and now yeah. you've friended 5 million people there That's you go <laughs> i can use friends because That's you're funny. a nice guy
1: so and I, people I, like I, a nice guy I, I, I like literally like i had no idea all the di- when i asked you to come on the show I, I basically did it because i love swat and uh-huh. i thought this didn't think the show is great and um uh so i enjoyed it a lot and then i started like researching all the stuff that i've seen almost everything that you've been in like i've seen everything uh, uh, but I didn't just really realize it cause I didn't know your name, but now let's talk a little bit. So, so you're in SWAT. I love the way I hated that you actually left SWAT. Yeah, me too. Uh, I didn't me like too. it, but I like <laughs> the way that you left, you know, yeah. they really, they, they let you go out with the bang and, and there's like an episode or two episodes before you leave where you get into that big fight with somebody on the steps and stuff. Is that yes. really, you? did you really do that? Or is that yeah, like, a yeah,
6: yeah, I did all my own stunts. Yeah. I had a, I had a stunt guy. He was great. But, you know, I trained and I did the fighting and everything, uh, you know, uh, because, you know, as an actor, you want as much time on camera as you can get. The only thing I didn't do in that fight was fall down the stairs. The rest of it
1: I did. OK, because there's a lot of like fight stuff and like I like love the whole thing. We're actually um, uh, Ken- Kenny was in a movie of a friend of ours and so was Lou Ferrigno Jr. Oh, yeah. Uh, we met both of them at a, at the premiere for that movie. And oh. um I think it's a great show, and that's really what originally got me saying, oh, we should see if we can get this guy on the show. So I'm yeah. going to brag for you a little bit just for people who haven't seen. Okay. This is some of the stuff you guys might have seen Peter uh, in. Um, he's got so much TV stuff it's not even funny, but I'm going to do it real quick. Station 19, The Rookie, Mom, Elementary, How to Get Away with Murder, Murder in the First, Who Broke, Girls, Blue Blood, Sons of Anarchy, CSI, Harry's Law, The Big Bang Theory, Castle, The Glades, Rosalian Isles. In Plain Sight, The Mentalist, Cold Case, 24, Desperate Housewives, Boston Legal, Numbers, Las Vegas, Ghost Whisperer, CSI, New York, NYPD, Blue, ER, Providence, Monk, NCIS, JAG, plus all the more recent stuff like This Is Us, where he's on it a whole bunch of times. He played Stanley Pearson. Um, He was in uh, the movie Being the Ricardos, we saw with uh, Javier Bardem and Nicole Kidman and Ronnie Cox, who's been on our show, and J.K. Simmons. Um, Actually, you have such a huge thing. So, like, how long have you been acting?
6: So I got my SAG card in 1987. Um, before that, I was 12 years in the business world. I have an MBA. I was an advertising executive on Park Avenue.
1: <laughs> well, I love it. And what made you decide to, like, oh, I'm going to give this up now. I'm going to go be an actor. Well, I was I was
6: doing improvisational comedy as a hobby with a group of people in New York City, none of which were actors uh, until then. Um one uh, one woman who ended up being my wife came from another group that had disbanded, and she was directing the improv group. And uh, there was a moment where um, my last job—I um, have them up here—my my wife's cards and my card. I was a director of marketing and research for four of McCall's magazines. Um, wow!
5: And um,
6: so I had some of my research published, and I had a little fight with my boss, uh, who I was great friends with about salary, you know, because people were trying to steal me away. And my then girlfriend, now wife, said, uh, I think you could be an actor. And so I said, well, you know, I got a savings. I've got a a trade. I got my job. I have my MBA. I'll give it a shot. And I I took some money, put it aside in a a separate bank account and said, when this runs out, if I'm not an actor, then I'm not an actor. And uh, within two years, um, I was on my first series, which was Kate and Allie. And I had a bunch of commercials under my belt. And so I thought it was a pretty good move. You have to remember, when I got into the business in 1987, the stereotypes that they were looking for to cast commercials were Bruce Willis, Bruce Springsteen, Billy Joel, and Tony Danza. Piece of each.
1: Yeah, yeah you got a little bit of all of them. So, <laughs> so
6: it was the right time. And, you know, and I knew that it was the right time because – I have, like I said, a, a background in marketing and research and stuff. And I thought if it lasts beyond that, cool. And it did. And, uh, and I was very lucky. And then uh, I, when I was on Kate and Allie, we moved out here and had our first son here. And then Stephen Bochco made a leading man out of me with Cop Rock and then my own show, Civil Wars with Mariel Hemingway. Um, and, you know, so that that's kind of it was really kind of Stephen who bumped me up to the next level
1: everybody loves Civil Wars because I posted that you were coming on the show and like 10 people wrote oh my God Civil Wars is like the greatest you know I'm it was sure. a great show it, you know but at the time it was it like it was
6: like a few things that botchko did it was way ahead of its time uh the network was that th- th- thought it was very dark and this but it also if you look at it it was right on the cusp right on the cusp of HBO and cable yes, taking taking major audiences. Away from network television, it right. was right within that two-three year period where everything shifted towards cable. And look, the numbers that we were getting on Civil Wars, we'd be number one right now, you know, you know, with a few million. But uh, but it just happened to be at the at the wrong time. So we had two seasons out of it. I loved it. Um, I loved being able to go from the character of, of of sort of a bad cop in Cop Rock to this, you know, straight arrow lawyer um in, in civil wars and he
1: actually danced with Maryel Hemingway at a club one time didn't you? I hung out with her. yeah Marrakesh and the ham
6: I used to go to the Marrakesh. You ever yeah go to the Marrakesh I, I, the- no I haven't gone but I know the club yeah,
2: yeah. and Mariel and I Mar- Mariel and I would uh dance all the time because we she liked the way I danced and yeah. I sat at a table and sometimes like Truman Capote, there will always be some kind of celebrity person at the table. Yeah and I thought she was probably one of the most beautiful women, seven foot four. I mean, oh, no, <laughs> no no tits. I mean, she yeah. wore t shirts, no, no,
6: nipples.
2: No. She no. just had nipples, no no boobs. Yeah. Well, so she, she, she took boy. care of that.
6: Yeah.
2: No, but when I danced with her, and yeah. she was in cut-off jeans. So yeah. I felt like I was dancing with a gay boy. Yeah. Because she didn't look like a girl. <laughs> she was beautiful. But I found her to be very, very disturbed. In talking to her in depth, she would repeat herself and stutter. And you
6: know, you work for well. Me. I'll tell you the truth. When I we like her a lot, she's she has so resolved all that now. She has a partner who she really loves. When we were doing oh, the show, I'm talking about the wrong sister, excuse me. Oh, you're thinking about Margot, yeah. I'm
2: talking about Margot. Oh, I thought and, it was
1: Mario. No, I night. never met
2: Mario.
6: Margot. No, no, no. Margot. Margot. Marvel. Yeah, no. Well, now that you know what that just shows you that some of that stuff is hereditary. Look what her grandfather did to himself.
2: Yes, and, yes, I know, and I felt the same thing. You know, I didn't want to ever say that to her, but no, I really no. got to know yeah. her well because we, yeah. had to, we we hung out, and I was so tempted to say to her, "Please get some kind of help."
6: Yeah,
2: I'm afraid yeah. you can do what Dad did.
6: Yeah, yeah. No, he it's uh, yeah, did.
2: yeah. It was um, she was no. a lovely girl. Now it yeah. makes. Seven foot tall, of course. The yeah. other one's little.
6: <laughs> no, no, Mariel Marielle was close to six foot. In fact, that oh, was she, the first time in my first time in my career that I wore lifts. My the, the costumer the uh came over and said, Hey, um, you know, Marielle's getting tired of wearing flats. Would you like some lifts? I went, Hell yeah. You know, I, I would love to be, you know. I had no <laughs> idea
2: she was that tall. I thought she was much shorter. But Margo was about six foot two
1: so wait a second though so you're, you're like a big jock though right or you were a big jock growing up like what sports did you play
6: um in high school i um uh, football wrestling and baseball and then in college I was supposed to wrestle but I didn't want to lose weight anymore and I ended up starting uh, uh on the varsity my freshman year at this little division three school so I played only football after that but um I did pretty well in wrestling um uh, you know, I made it to I was second in my district two years
1: in a row. And uh, I'm, and uh, I'm using it to segue into the fact that because I saw this oh. picture online of you in your wrestling outfit and, uh, with Kim Cattrall and you're on yeah. one episode of Sex in the City, which I'm going to assume you had sex with Kim Cattrall. Uh, yeah.
6: Yeah. Well, actually, the executive producer, uh, Michael Patrick King, called me and he said, uh, hey, um, how'd you like to do? Uh, five sex scenes with Kim Cattrall. And I said, nah, I got to wash my hair. You know, uh, (laughs) (laughs) I said, said, you, you fly me out, you fly me out and you know, yeah, I'll do it. So they flew me to New York and it was such a great experience because Kim was like, thank you for doing this. She says, it's so good to be working with a real actor. She goes, you wouldn't believe some of the guys they bring in here sometimes and so on and so forth. And, um, So there were five scenes and the the director was a little odd. He played Uh, the the character uh, I played was a, uh, was a a NYU wrestling coach. So these five scenes were going to be all wrestling moves. And that's one of the reasons my friend, Michael King hired me because he knew I wrestled. So they, they started showing me this, this sheet of all these Kama Sutra positions. I went, well, I'll do what you want, but that's not wrestling, you know? And, uh, uh, and, um, so at one point, uh, I don't know, I don't know what this guy was thinking, but at one point, Kim's storyline was that psychologically, in that episode, she began to have uh, trouble climaxing. Right. So, I said to the director, I said, you know, why do we have to suggest uh, intercourse? I said I can lift her up like this, and we can suggest something oral. You know, and Kim goes. Oh, I love that idea. <laughs> <laughs> and and the director goes, uh, no, uh, no, I no, I don't no, I, I'm not. He was so uncomfortable, you know. So we passed on that one and did a few things. But um, one of the other things that happened was f- for all the people that play this role with Kim, she had this cup fashioned. It was like a it was like a bra cup that had clear plastic strings on it, like a jock strap. And it was uh, slightly pliable. Right. So at one point the two of us are going at it and the cup like collapses and then pops back out. And Kim goes, Whoa. I go, that's not me. That's the cup. I (laughs) said, you know, she said, well, maybe I liked it. I said, well, I hope you do because we got about six more hours of this shit. So, you know, and, and I told her, um, I had one other. I had one other uh, job where I was completely naked. It was hardcore boning on the floor and all that stuff. that was a really dangerous one. That was a Tales from the Crypt episode, and and in order to try and ease this the, the set and and my the my actress my co-star, I came up with this phrase out of nowhere, and I said the same thing to Kim. So I said, "Listen, I said before we get started." I would like to apologize ahead of time for the presence or the lack of a response to this situation. <laughs> <laughs> because, because I'm no hero and you're not ugly. <laughs> you <know? laughs> and she Kim goes, Oh man, I've never heard that one. I go, good. Then, you know, I'm original, you know? No, that's yeah. terrific. Bro. But we, I,
2: I ask a lot of actors that have uh, love scenes with fabulous, sexy women, and a couple of the guys said they got an erection and they kept going because you know why didn't you wear the man strap? The man strap is a, is like sort of a um, cup with adhesive, and they stick it to your uh, pubic area and under your testicles. This right. way, nothing is touching
6: the woman's vagina. Right. Well, that's what I had on, but it also had clear plastic straps like a jock. Right. So right. you couldn't see it on camera you know but the right. first one in tales from the crypt i was not and it was it was the room was starting you know it was a small crew they brought this the crew down for this these shots but i mean the room was starting to you know smell like sex and 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 the director bill malone who was a great director went on to do a feature for those people um he said listen i, I just want to get I, I said no no you you got it you got it right He goes, well, yeah, but I just want to get this other shot for the book. I said, no, Bill, you got it. I said, because I can't do this anymore, you know, because there's a real paradox about being in that position. I have friends who don't know anything about acting and they'll go, wow. You know, Kim Cattrall or wow. You you know what? And I said, you don't understand it. It's terrifying and horrifying at the same time. You want to be sexy enough and in the moment enough to affect the actress but you don't want to be a dog either and do what some people are. And Everybody's watching and there's lights. and
2: <laughs> You know what? When I work in film, I have no idea there's people there or a camera. I'm one of those actors that go into that coma. You know, that yeah. state of, yeah. I have no idea. All I know is what I'm doing. So yeah. if I, if I were making out with Rock Hudson. <laughs> 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 anyway. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, Bert really? Re- Reynolds was a good friend of mine. Oh, okay. And in conversation at a cocktail party at Lee's house, I said to Bert, "You just finished a movie with Catherine Deneuve. Oh. It is absolutely breathtakingly beautiful." Yeah. I said, "How did you like not get excited?" He said, "Who said I didn't get excited, Ron?" Yes. Bert, you're kidding. He said, "No." He said, "You know, we had been lovers on that film, oh. so it was not an uncomfortable place for me." Okay. But he was he was truly humping her in the film. So if you see that movie when they're undercovers, Bert yeah. Randall has an erection and yeah. he's humping Katrin D'Nerve. Yeah. yeah, you know, Bert couldn't care less. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know, if no. you bent over, if you were a man or a woman and you bent over,
6: you know, yeah, right? yeah that's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was
2: there. He, uh, he was the sexiest guy in the world. He I, we have a his manager was Lee Winkler, my best friend. So oh. we used to go up to the house on Sunday up in Charl Place and. I would sit and bullshit with Bert out on the patio by the pool. Well, he loved to talk about sex. That's all he ever talked about. That's all I ever talked about. So the two
1: of us really (laughs) had
2: such conversations. He said to me another time, he had to make love to a woman, but he had to tell her to go wash because she stunk. I mean, you know, so it's it's really very, very um, funny. We both knew different when you're working a
1: sex scene in a movie. We both knew Burt Reynolds differently before we knew each other, cause, right? Because Burt Reynolds' brother was my high school football coach. Oh no, kidding! Uh, yeah, in so he's coming there in Florida. Yeah, I'm from Florida. I'm from South yeah. Florida, uh, and so from West Palm Beach. And so we would see him all the time. And my dad worked for the airlines, and he would pick up. And I was good friends with with Burt's nephew uh, and stuff. So it was. Very I, I have
2: to say something about Burt Reynolds. I have met many, many a movie star, but I have never, ever met one as down to earth and conceited at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> he had that so well done. I mean, he'd yeah. pass the mirror and throw kisses at himself in the mirror yeah. oh, and then yeah. sit down and tell you how he was a homeboy from Florida. I love
6: that was That was I a big part of his, part of his
2: charm. Job. Did you ever meet Bergman? She Runners? said that was a big part of. I his show.
6: did. Yes, I did meet him once. My wife is a writer, and uh, he guest starred on a show that she was writing. And I can't remember if it was Suddenly Susan with Brooke Shields or if it was another one, Hope and Gloria. I can't remember. Uh, but yes, I did meet him. Um, uh, he was tearing up the set. He was pissing everybody off. And uh, really? And yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so <laughs> he got. I mean, he got really pissy. So my wife said. Somebody get this guy a piece of cheese. <laughs> she thought he was having a diabetic attack or something. You know, no, actually <laughs> he loved it. He loved that she had the balls to stand up and say, you know, you know, get this guy something because he's really acting out here. You know, um,
2: like but that's it. my
6: wife. She's she's good that way. Bert,
2: Bert, Bert did have a problem. He was hypoglycemic.
6: And yeah, he, there you go. Yeah, and
2: his sugars. Were, I could tell you a story. Uh, First time, folks, and you're hearing it the first time. Burt Reynolds was madly in love with Inga Stevens.
5: Oh.
2: And Inga Stevens committed suicide. My friend Lee Winkler, his manager, took Burt into a motel for three days. Burt Reynolds ripped that motel to pieces, took fit, smashed everything, everything. And Lee was afraid that Burt was going to kill himself right. because he was so heartbroken over Inga Stevens. Right. So it was then that they discovered that Burt Reynolds definitely had a sugar problem. Yeah, uh, if he had sugar, like drinking, he liked that Kentucky yeah. some shit drink. That, yeah, yeah. Or that
6: something. brown yeah. drink, it was it was like cold. Jack Daniels, like Eve's. yeah, like yeah, Jack
2: Daniels. and that would go right to his head. Yeah, and he wasn't. He would be beside himself. Yeah, but he was a great guy. I loved Bert. Uh, yeah. I was in Florida, and I was going to go up to see him before he passed away, and friends said to me, don't. You'll be so unhappy if you see what he looks like and and the shape he's in. So I didn't know, because I wanted to remember him as handsome and full of life and funny. And he was the kind of guy who didn't want to be seen in that condition either. Yes. No, he wore a wig and he had all kinds of straps on to look young, you know. We saw
1: a friend of ours produced his last movie, The Last Movie Star. A friend of ours produced that and wrote it. and he was in it, so so let's talk about this is us a little bit because sure. that's that was probably probably one of the biggest shows of the last ten years, I would say, on television in general. Yeah, yeah, network television won so many awards. Uh, what was it like being on? it? how cool? I, I know Justin Hartley's cool. I'm actually producing a movie that he's in. Oh, great! Yeah, he uh, was uh, great. He,
6: he, was, he was real nice. In fact, he said to me, you know, one time in the makeup trailer, he goes, "Hey, man." Uh, what are you doing for you, for your arms? I go, dude, I'm old enough to be your grandfather. I'll give you my arm workout, but, but really, you know, it's like, but he was real sweet. Milo is a terrific kid, just a terrific kid. Uh, I've reached out to him twice about two things that he's been doing to want to play his father again, but it was too close to this is us. But um, Milo was just wonderful. Um, uh, uh, the young boy Joaquin Oberdorf, who played Milo in uh is a wonderful kid, beautiful kid, a great actor. His mom is is, is a great actress of, of Jacqueline Overdoor's. Um, the set was just amazing. It was, you know, when when I had I, I did two episodes of the f- the last couple episodes of the first season of This Is Us. And then I got SWAT. Uh and as a regular CBS wouldn't let me do um This Is Us that year, which really kind of pissed me off because Uh, I had already established the character and so on. So kind of skipped the year in the second year and then in the third and fourth and fifth year, I, I, I came back, but the character was not supposed to be that important. And I have a beautiful note from the casting agent saying, we never expected this character to take on the life that it took on, you know? And I said, well, of course. I mean, you you put all the responsibility for Jack's actions on his father. Of course, you know. I said, and one of the one of the philosophical, most prominent philosophical thrusts of the show is that we all go through shit like this in our lives, and it's what we do with it. It's some people die with it some people overcome it you know and that was that was the whole you know thrust of this show and so without this character even though you know it was a minor was a recurring role um you 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 know you're not as as interested in jack and how he conducts himself and his life you know um but the set was amazing they they did they aged me back 30 years you know i'm I, I I showed my wife. I sent a picture to uh, my wife from the trailer one time where they had taped back my turkey neck and done a little with my eyes and gave me a little wig and stuff. And I said, "I'm supposed to look like 32." I said to my wife, uh, "How old do you think I look?" She goes, "40." I go, "Good." Because, I said, "Good," because this is 1949, and everybody who was 30 looked 40 at the time. Oh, it's
2: true, it's true. I, I, I'm in, I'm in an upcoming movie, and I play the father to a very big movie star who is about how old 60
1: 60 in real life 60
2: in yeah. real life yeah and they're worried that i look too young to be yeah. this. Father. they're gonna age him So they're gonna age i'm 83 and they're yeah. gonna age me what the hell did they make me 100 yeah I'm, yeah oh, so wow. it's really funny how
6: how what how you look like can hurt your performance well, yeah. And, you know, and I, I enjoyed it. And and I, I was glad that they wanted to take the time with this character because, and that's when I started to feel like this character was significant to them when they started, you know, just for one scene or two scenes, not a whole episode calling me in and doing this major, like two and a half hour makeup job on me. That's when I knew that they were invested in the character. It wasn't just a, you know, a passing thing. And, uh, and I, and I loved it. I loved working on it. Everybody was was really wonderful. And Ken Olin was one of the executive producers. Ken and I uh, actually were botchgo boys. Uh, he started out with Stephen before he got um, thirty something. 30, right? thirty something, yeah. And I told the very first time that I filmed something, I told Ken a story. And you you were talking Ron about uh, about. Good people in this business and you know regular people um, At the Emmys in 1990, maybe it was I think it was 1990. My wife's first job here in uh, Hollywood, her and her partner Mimi Friedman, Janet Collins is my wife, they were on the first writing staff of in Living Color. And they were nominated for an Emmy on their first job in Hollywood. Right. So we went to the Emmys. Now, um, the cop rock had not aired yet because the Emmys are in July, but the pilot had been shot and done. And Stephen Botchka would have this, this, thing that he would do he would take all the older actors that he had worked with before and producers and stuff and he would screen his pilots for them right so uh ken olin uh who was now you know that year uh, of the emmys 30 something just wiped everybody out it was it was the big yeah it was a great show and and actually millie mayron's a personal friend of ours too but um but so here we are at the Emmys, and, and we're sitting at the governor's dinner or whatever the hell you call it, my wife and I. We're sitting close to the door because, you know, it was, it, it was a new show and nobody knew. And all of a sudden, the 30-something cast walks in the door to go to their seats to sit down, and Ken Olin leans over me and grabs me around the head and whispers in my ear, I saw you work in Cop Rock. It was fantastic. And I said to myself, if I ever get that big, if I ever get that kind of power, that's the way I'm going to act. That's Very that right in the middle of his biggest moment. He just leaned over for a minute to tell me that he saw my work and that and I told him that he forgot completely that he did it. I said, well, of course, you would forget something like that. But I never did. I said, and it's something that I carried with me and I, I've I've done you know, numerous times just because you showed me the way, you know? So I want to ask you a
2: question. Okay. This pisses me off. (laughs) I watch TV, everything, all our friends, everybody that's in a film. So we watch two films a night, every night. Why are people no longer projecting when they speak? You project, I project. What is with this
6: shit? I, you know what? I, I, I think a lot of it has, has come about in the last 20 years because of the way uh, music has changed, the way, uh, uh, We're whispering. Uh, you need to whisper. Everybody whispers in the world. No, I mean, it just, I, I don't know. People are just, if they speak faster. They're less emotionally involved. People are less emotionally involved with what they're saying now. And, 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 and so, you know, it's, uh, to me, I, I, I don't get it. I, I just, Once I'm so lucky to get a character to sink my stuff into, I, you know, I pulled, like I'm sure you do, I pull every emotion I can out of it. And that just, that's projection without trying, you know? Uh, No, but you
2: speak clearly and you project when you speak and that's what you should do. Now, every movie that I'm ever in, I play an old bag. So it's okay (laughs) because I'm supposed to sound the way I do. Yeah, yeah. Because people of my generation... Spoke this way, yeah. But when I, you know, I was in a film a a couple of years ago, and the director started screaming at me. He said, "Ron, when are you going to give your line?" I said, "When she speaks." Yeah, she did. I said, (laughs) "I said said, she spoke." He's like four feet away
1: and he can't hear her. It
2: It was a. I was a minister marrying somebody, and it was a bridal party. There were five women in a row. He was the last one. Yeah. I said, I can't hear her. So I yeah. went over and I spoke to her, and in her normal voice, she spoke like this, in her normal voice. How yeah. the fuck are you an actress? <laughs> you're not an actress. You sound like a corpse. So uh, you know, I, I, wait, wait, let me tell you. Yeah, go ahead. I, I said, listen, honey, when you're about to speak, raise your hand, do this. And she did, and then I delivered my line. Yeah. I couldn't hear her. And the director got mad at me. I yeah. said, no, it's her. You can't. She said, wait, you know, this is bullshit.
6: Yeah. I, I I had that happen numerous times, actually, on SWAT when there were uh, conversations that were happening, you know, a, just a little bit of a distance away. And, you know, the directors knew me, so they knew that, you know, I knew my stuff and I was on top of things. But um, I said, hey, um, somebody's going to have to give me a cue line if you want me. I, I, I can't hear what they're saying. I cannot exactly. hear them
2: it screws you up as a five It screws you up as an actor because you're making momentum. I work like probably you do. I don't act, I am the character.
5: Yeah, that's I what become.
2: you want. I become. And when I become, like I said before, I'm in a coma. So yeah. everybody best be at their hey, I'm in the business sixty four years, sixty-five yeah. years. You know <laughs> what I mean? I know what the fuck yeah, I'm saying. Sure. But these young kids I work with, oh my God, that's what King Patrell <laughs> meant about yeah. sex city yeah. working with all these young kids first time is you yeah. can screw them.
1: you can So wait it. i want to go two things number one first thing is do you have i collect action figures do you have an action figure for any film or tv series you're on have they ever made an action figure of you no nope.
6: okay. never got one you know? i was looking then
1: right after the show and also, somebody's
2: been on, has also an action for figure. the ladies for the ladies in our uh,
1: oh they're all freaking they out all
2: want to see the famous arm
1: well, I don't know if you can see it. Yeah, you can see it. They like freaking ladies, like love you.
2: That's the famous arm women. They yeah. like love it. All the oh, women yeah. are
1: drooling over you in the chat. And, and room. the ones that their
2: batteries <laughs> died in their vibrator are so upset. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's a question because we've got four minutes. Here's a question okay. I like to ask all the actors. So you've already worked with everybody because you've got everybody: Meryl Streep, Shirley MacLaine, everybody. So oh, Shirley so, uh, Wait, well, I we love only have four her. minutes. Okay, hold She's on. She's a doll. Okay, sure. so. So bucket list, male and female actor you haven't had a chance to work with yet that you would like to work with. And then um, uh, if you could have ever been in any movie ever in history, what movie would you have liked to have been in?
6: Okay. Um, Bucket list male actor would be Robert Duvall. Oh,
1: awesome. (laughs) Awesome.
6: Love to work with Robert Duval. I mean current actors, of course, there's you know, would love to have worked with, you know, with Cagney and 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 those right, guys. Yeah, sure, sure. But in reality, if I if I had the chance and it was open to me now, that would be a, a guy, right? Um female, that's a tough one. Um I I man, um you can well, give me one if you want. I you know, I I I would like to work with, with uh, Catherine Zeta Jones.
1: Really? Oh yeah. That's a good that's one. That's
6: because she's beautiful. Looks Italian. She's beautiful and she's intense man. And she loves old men. And she looks Italian. Is your wife Italian? No, she's the uh, German and French, but oh, she cooks better Italian than most Italian women. <laughs> I know a lot of people that do, do that.
1: Okay. So hey, what was the mo- movie? Pick a movie.
6: Yeah. Um, well uh, to, to, would, would i be able to be the lead character
1: yeah you can be a, you can be the character in Whatever any movie you, like. you want it's, it's your fantasy
6: uh, <laughs> I, 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 I would like i would like to be a, a lead character in the natural oh wow the,
1: the natural that's robert redford right was yeah. the, lead yeah. actor. the natural it's a baseball movie
6: i know that great and, movie and and, uh, and 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 it also had award winning score from uh, um uh oh god. He did uh he won the Academy Award also for um oh Jesus for that animated movie. I can't believe do it.
1: Like I, sport, do you like yeah. sports movies a lot? I, I I don't play any I used to play tennis, but I like like yeah. Mystery Alaska. I don't know. There's a couple of them that I like a lot, like the hockey one. Like
6: some sports movies I like, you know. i I, I mean uh I, things like that, like the natural war of fantasy. I, I I grew up watching um, uh, Burt Lancaster play uh Jim Thorpe. Jim Thorpe was my hero, you know. Uh, when, when I see what now as an adult, what they did to him, you know, and 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 that kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah, sports movies are okay, but I, you know, um, I, I i love things. We were, I was just talking to a friend about uh Albert Brooks, uh, and and Charles Broden, well, those are Robert guys,
1: Brooks. yeah, They're and, both great actors i yeah. haven't heard that name and we saw that movie though We're mother I, we saw mother now during the pandemic we watched that movie mother I'll be, I'll be well through. you
6: know i i read to play his brother in 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 mother
1: oh did you really okay yeah. that was a
6: great movie yeah it was a good movie but but defending your life is one of the greatest you know back backdoor philosophical you know uh movies that you could ever you know you could ever ever watch you know um and 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 I guess my parents didn't get the back door because I showed it to them and they said, What the fuck, you don't? It's about death. What are you showing me a movie about death for? You know? I'm saying, Come on, no, it's, it's not. It's a about movie.
1: Peter, <laughs> what's, what's. You got like less than a minute. Yeah, don't.
6: I'm
2: going to ask an important question. Don't interrupt So, Two <laughs> fingers in the eyes are blind to you, motherfucker. <laughs> We're married. We're allowed to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. uh, 10, 11 years almost. <laughs> yeah,
5: there you, there you
6: go. go. Time. Um, what film you are you? What's, what's your latest film? Where can we see you? The, the, the latest film thing that I did was that little piece in the Ricardos. That's it. Um, but the fa- my favorite film and character that I did get to play is a film called Shelter, which uh, starred me and Charles Durning and Kurtwood Smith. And I got to play a Greek mobster. I got to speak in Greek, speak sure. English with a Greek accent, because actors my level don't get to do accents or maladies. You have to be Dustin Hoffman, you know, right. to do that, you know. Uh, so that was a great thing for me to do and fun and and, and just a wonderful thing. And
2: you piece. probably
1: look good because you could look Greek. So you guys... Uh, follow yeah. Peter on Instagram. It's P E T E R O N O R A T I on Instagram. Check out the first two seasons of SWAT. You can watch all of them, but definitely you got to watch the first two seasons because uh, he's fabulous. And um, and I
6: hope to play your father one day. <laughs> you, you, you could. Let me let me add one thing. If any if anybody wants, if anybody wants to see, I have a very good friend who created a website for me. Peteronorati.com. And there's a video section there which has a collection of everything I've done lately and some older stuff as well. So, Perfect. if anybody's Great. interested,
1: PeterOnorati.com, in you guys. Peter, thank you so Era much. For your grande time. It was fabulous. Thank you. thank you so much. Piacere. Ci vediamo presto. Vediamo. Thank you. All right, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody. What uh, a good, good interview, next- Peter. Thank
2: you. Yeah, thank you. great interview very interesting interview you're again. an interesting guy bye everybody okay. we'll see you guys later uh, oh by the way this show repeats next week because I'm doing that documentary yes yeah, so we'll see you guys so in two weeks see bye.
1: thanks B All right. bye everybody bye bye yeah we in the mix
5: Oh.